You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Good morning, welcome into the show, Tom and Ricky. We're your hosts, as always. Happy to be here. It's Friday. It's Friday. Ricky, happy Friday. How we doing? Happy Friday, Tom. Just happy to uh, make it to the weekend. Yes, you get that yes. little uh, tingly feeling when you wake up on a Friday. Um. A lot to get to today, my goodness. A lot to get to. Tennis plays, baseball plays, recap yesterday. Phillies are a joke. So much stuff to get to today. Um, Ricky, let's recap yesterday first. Uh, the plays that we gave out on the show yesterday. All right. So quickly before that, I'm just going to read across the board, Tom. The steady pick system has a nice bounce back day at two and one. Uh, the Astros were a winner. The Phillies were a loser and the athletics were a winner for the steady pick system for you and I, Tom, um, your parlay lost because of the Brewers. Um, these tennis plays, you're going to have to tell me, I got no idea. Yeah. So Pagula, uh, lost, uh, it was a close match. Pagula put up a good fight. She lost. That was minus a unit. Uh, Ash Barty won uh, really easily. She just, I think one of them was straight games. or It's definitely straight sets, but she won like 6-0 and then 6-2. She just crushed her. So uh, right. that, that, was a, that was a winner. And then Krejikova was a winner as well, plus 100. Okay, so two and two for you. I had no plays yesterday. Thank God I didn't throw that Phillies pick in at the buzzer because that's what I was leaning yep. toward. But I discipline, Tom, discipline. I stayed off it. That's what it's all about. Uh, one additional note from last night. The Eagles suck, Tom. They're 35 nothing in a preseason game to the Patriots. I was tempted to bet that game yesterday, Tom. You know how I feel about preseason. Mm-hmm. But when I heard Hertz wasn't playing and I saw Cam Newton and Mac Jones would be getting significant time, that almost felt like a preseason game to bet. And you know, what do you know? 35 nothing. Well, that's what I that's that's pretty much my point with the preseason is like the only way you can bet it is if you get like if you hear something like that or you're following along and you see that kind of news come out, but you have to kind of beat the market to it. So unless you did that, which you might have, um, I mean, either way, it still would have been uh, an easy winner. 
Eagles team, Tom, the team is bad. I know like they didn't play a lot of the starters last night, and I'm hoping that's the reason they look so sloppy, but oh my gosh, I am not a fan of this coach. He's not making a good first impression on me. I'll tell you that. I don't think the rest of the city is liking what they're seeing so far, but it's preseason, so we won't we won't overly panic. Yeah, it's one of those really strange things where um preseason, how serious do you take it? Do you try and make a good impression? Do you try to, like, there's just so many things at play. Do I try and make a good impression and Jalen Hurts gets a blown out ankle and then everybody hates me because, you know, like, I would hate to He actually got scratched for illness. So Jalen was supposed to play, Tom. He was was Mm going to play, like, multiple series, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came, I don't know if it's COVID-related or a normal illness or what, but it was actually like he started not feeling well later in the day. Good. We got a soft, soft. <laughs> Cause a lot of people were, were saying like, you know, Jalen hasn't earned the right to not play in preseason. If he's, if he's healthy and good to go, Miles Sanders is out there, you know, all the top guns are out there, but uh, apparently yeah, it was a pretty serious illness that they didn't want to roll him out there for the chatter from the locker room and news and things that are close to the Eagles say that they absolutely love Jalen Hurts. The team, the coaches, the players, everyone loves him. They love playing behind him. They cannot wait for the regular season to get here and start playing with him. Will that change really quickly? I don't know. But that's the word from from the ground floor. I think, Tom, he, like as a person everyone like you said they love him he's he's everything that this city stands for the city of philadelphia he's the perfect guy it's gonna come down to like you said though can you win us football games can you be that franchise quarterback but he definitely has the attitude and checks all those boxes of winning teammates all the things that wentz didn't check Jalen checks and it's crazy it's one of those things where like your legacy, and I don't even mean legacy as in the, the the greater you know term of it, but your path is just right in front of you. It's just which which way do you go, left or right? You know, like Jalen Hurts is at that point where the hype is there. People are saying it's like you just said it's going to go one of two ways. What can he do? And uh, I think it's just so interesting how how anxious. He must be like as a professional athlete at a point like this where you've got to make that decision. Am I going to be great or am I going to be stinky? At least he's getting the opportunity. I think that's one thing that every every person, not even just athletes, Tom, everyone who, who is trying to be great at something hopes they just get the opportunity to have the chance to let their talents display and last year, you know, with Wentz being the franchise QB, it wasn't looking like that opportunity was around the corner for him. You know, he was going to have to journey his way to a job. And look at, like you said, now the opportunity's right in front of him. He's got it all right there. He just needs to grab it. Yep, yep. Um, so round off, we got off a little bit of a tangent, but to round off the records, um, I think I lost like point three. You had these listed as half unit plays. I for um, I forgot to tell 
the support that uh, they were full unit. So I was up uh, point like seven units. Um, uh, the, the units were wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was up like point seven, but they had it listed uh, as half units. So I probably the way this is listed, it was probably like a minus point three unit day. That's okay. It was my fault. It was my fault. All right. Well, nonetheless, we we had a nice we had a bounce back from the shitty day prior. Uh, so we're back. We're back to level grounds at least. And today we've got more tennis plays. Ugh. More, more, more. There's four matches uh, today. Let's save those for the end, Tom, and jump into baseball first. Only because I might need to cut out a little bit early this morning and. I'd rather cut out at the tennis portion if possible, but uh, if I if I don't need to cut out here, I would still love to hang around and get you played. Jeez, what kind of precedent are you setting for the for the people at home listening? I'm sorry, guys. When I'm the sorry. tennis comes, we just we just click it off. No, we we just got a crazy morning. Uh, <laughs> but but if I'm here, if I'm here, I'm there. You know. Yeah, no, yep. no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Hopefully, and uh, you know. If the overwhelming majority is we don't like to see tennis plays, it's an, it's boring, I'll stop talking about them. I just think... You also got some UFC, Tom, this weekend, I forgot as well. There's a lot of a lot of sports coming back. We do. We do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot to get to. So, over to baseball then. What do you what got do you for got, us, Tom? Ricky? Oh, you don't have anything for us. Oh, oh, oh. I was, you're I was rushing me. It over you're rushing me out of tennis. Rushing me out of tennis. You don't have anything for baseball. I do. I do <laughs> have some baseball plays. You want me to kick it off? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, Tom. So two plays that caught my eye today. Both of them are big dogs. Uh, the first play is the Detroit Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a plus two thirty, Tom. I see a two forty. Plus 240, it just seems a little crazy, the price to me. Their pitcher, Tyler Alexander, they've won six of the eight games he started. He's highly profitable uh, betting on this guy. Robbie Ray, on the other side, is one of the guys that I've not been afraid to fade on the Blue Jays. Uh, Any thoughts here, Tom? Oh, this is the point of the baseball season that really starts to get to me because – You've got games like this where my model and every bone in my body says, as I look down this board, there's probably five games that I would should be betting based on, again, it's kind of the two different sides of the fence here, but based on the value in the number, there's probably right. five games today that we should be betting. Now, when you look at, Ground floor level, what's happening in baseball, you have to take into account of that. There's really two sides of the spectrum. I'm going on a bit of a, uh, taking a right turn, but I think it's important. No, this is good. This is good. There's two sides of, of the coin here. And often the success lies somewhere in the middle. On one side, you've got the people um, that handicap more with just their eyes, what they're seeing, how they feel, looking like that sort of thing, kind of the fly-by-night kind of guy. On the other side, you've got the strict, very strict, like, modelers, 
where they look at their model, they look for value that way, and that's the end-all, be-all. They don't even think about it. Often the best answer is somewhere in the middle of those two. Right? Right, right. And so I tell all this story to say that when I see these numbers at plus 240 on the Tigers, who we love to bet on, and my number has this on the on my model, has it so much less than that, and it flags an automatic play, but you see so many of these teams just getting killed night in, night out. Look at the Orioles. They've lost uh, uh, their fifteen la- their last 15 losses. They haven't even covered their run line. That's how Jeez. bad they are. Tom, real quick, last night, the Tigers were up 10 to 2. They lost the game 13-10. Oh my gosh. I didn't even see that. They we were up 10 to 2 in the 5th inning. You if you bet the Tigers, you didn't even look at the score again. You had already mentally cashed your ticket. They lost the game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were talking about them yesterday. That bullpen, I know, and the reason I bring that up is because I know they're a big first five. Usually when you bet the Tigers, I've noticed you, you first five them. It's um, a bullpen. <laughs> yesterday, you won the first five, 10-2, but you lost the money line bet. So, interesting stuff, nonetheless. Yeah, you just, you just look down what's happening in the league and all these teams just losing, losing, losing. It's hard to not take into account what you see and what, and you, you cannot just go based on your numbers at this time of year. So all of that to say, for that reason, I saw this game for the Tigers and I couldn't bring myself to, to take it because Robbie Ray, believe it or not, is very good. Um, He's probably the, let me check, let me check. 78th percentile in baseball really? right now. Yes, he's very good. Um, his strikeout rate is one of the best um, in the league, believe it or not, at 30.3%. They lose a lot of the games he pitches, oddly. But, hmm. Yeah, it so, looks like his record is 9-5. I don't know what his, you know, Record went team's record when he starts. Yeah, twelve and eleven for that, which is pretty crazy considering. I mean, you look over the last three months. I think he's had one game where he's let up more than two runs. Think about that. that. I'm not. You're talking me out of this one for sure. I'm not feeling very good about it now. Um, What real quick before we completely rule it out, Tom Tyler Alexander. How is he in the advanced pitching metrics? Because his his stats look good. He's about the 20th percentile. Poor. 18, 18th percentile in strikeouts. 18.9%. Uh, 5x ERA. 41% hard hit rate. Um, you combine all of these tr- this chart together. Gives you on my metrics about twentieth percentile or thereabouts. So even though we like the number a lot, sounds like a, sounds like a pass. And again, it's it's so difficult because even at, with all that into consideration, 
the pitching matchup, everything else. When it gets plugged into my uh, my spreadsheet, it still sing- says that the Tigers should be a really strong play today. Model makes it at plus 170-ish. 168, I think, is the exact number here. So that's a huge discrepancy. And then you ask yourself, what did I miss? Or what am I not seeing here? And that's why you cannot just rely on numbers. Again, it all goes back to the answer to, to being good at, at this thing is somewhere in between, oh, I follow my model and I just uh, blindly bet whatever it says has the edge. And, oh, I just scroll down the board and I look for pitchers that I don't like and I bet against them. It does feel like over the last couple weeks, something's happened in the MLB where I don't know if it's like you said, where it's just kind of teams that are out are out now. And that's why we're seeing these minus 250s, minus 350s on all these matchups. But what is that what it is, Tom? That's because it wasn't like this all season. You weren't, you know, this is this is relatively like new um, in terms of this year that the numbers are a little funky. Is that what it is? I Yeah, absolutely. At least mostly. I mean, remember the other day, Ricky, when we were talking about these teams, how bad they're like the Orioles, how bad their slide has been, the Cubs, how bad they've been. I mean, the list just goes on and on. You can just scroll down the league and, and the Rangers, how bad they've been. They've been awful. The Nationals, they've been so bad. The Pirates have been so bad. Hmm. Yeah. Any, um, go ahead. Any, I was going to say, any games before I flip to this other one that I have my eye on, any games that you really like today, Tom, that you have a definitive play on? I did play one game today. Um, and that is. The White Sox versus the Rays. Uh, we're taking the White Sox minus uh, what number did I get here? Uh, one eighteen minus one eighteen is the number I got. Um, I'll get for the White Sox against the Tampa Bay Rays. Now I know the Rays have been really good, and this does scare me a little bit. The Rays have been excellent. Um, but you recognize the name. Mr. Michael Walker, who oh yeah, you know we know we really like the fade. I think it's a really good price for Giolito, you know, against Michael Walker. Like, you kidding me? I think we have a great, uh, we got a great number on that one eighteen. Uh, yeah, one eighteen. I think that's a really solid number for this matchup. And, you know, the White Sox haven't been playing bad by any means, so it's not, you know, it's not something to bat an eye at. What scares me about betting against the Rays is the way they've been scoring runs, like, so efficiently. They don't even do it through home runs, which I know someone like you, Tom, appreciates. Mm -hmm. Um, But just looking at some of their game logs – Seven runs, eight runs, ten runs, nine runs, four, ten, eight, 
eight, eight, nine, twelve. You know, like they they put up runs on a daily basis. Um, but but they yeah, been like playing you said, this is the spot with and, Waka and Ricky. They've been playing. I mean, they just got done a four game series against the Orioles, which again there was four losses for the Orioles that they didn't cover the run line, and it's not hard to beat the Orioles. Um, so I think it's sometimes a, maybe a bit inflated when you play the teams like that. I mean, they lost two, they lost or, three two or three to Minnesota. You're yeah, right. to the Twins. Right before that, and then a twelve nil piece there against the Twins got smoked. Hmm. So, all right. I think it's a really good price. I can't believe you weren't all over this. You have been betting the White Sox like a madman this year. Yeah, I have been. You know, I've also been betting the Rays a lot. They're, these are two teams that I really like. You know, I just think they're both tough to bet against almost. So that's the only reason I'm not jumping on this with mm-hmm. you. Uh, but if I had to pick it, Tom, I, I totally agree with you that go, fading Waka is the spot if you're going to uh, go against the Rays. So I have um, one unit. Uh, minus a dollar eighteen on the White Sox. And that's all that I've played for baseball today. What's okay. the other game you were looking at? So the Phillies, Tom, plus one eighty three. I know they're playing like absolute dog shit right now. They're not scoring runs. The offense is a big concern. However, Blake Snell. Has not been great this season. Mm-mm. Neither has Matt Moore. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying we got a pitching edge here, but this game feels like more of a pick'em type matchup. Yet we're getting a plus one eighty. So again, it's not even that I like the Phillies here. It's going back to what you said earlier. There's so many dogs that I just almost like have to bet because the price is right. Oh, Ricky, I don't know. I agree with everything that you say, and you know how bad it pains me to to say that, or like to say that that the strategy that I normally like does not really work right now. Like you've just said everything that I could have asked for. Snell, yes, 100% right. We want to go against Snell. Uh, is there a lot of value on the Phillies? Is it a good buy low spot like a contrarian buy low spot best one i've seen in a long time don't forget the padres are playing just as bad as the yes. phillies too and you, you can know. get a plus 190 on fandle on the phillies i'm taking it tom and you know what i'm putting a stamp down i'm putting a half unit play on the phillies and the tigers cuz both of these prices are out of hand it it just we got to we got to tom I I can't tell you not to. That's for sure. I like what you're saying. So I'm going to take a plus 190 for a half unit from FanDuel on the Phillies, and I'm just going to check the best number I can get on the Tigers. I see a plus 200 Boy, at Ah, There's a plus 240, 240 at FanDuel, too. FanDuel's baseball numbers have been really, really good. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, 
yeah, they've been really good. Parks has also been really, really good. Um, yeah, just all their numbers every time I go over here, tennis and baseball have been pretty darn good. So if one of those dogs hit Tom, I'll make it a little profit. Yeah, you just need one-on-one. That's the beauty of it. And that's all, that's all I got for baseball. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got about six or so minutes left when we get back. We'll go over the tennis plays, uh, Ricky's favorite part of the day here. Yes, let's go. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Be back in a minute. Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and Steady Picks Radio. Our team at Steady Picks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, Steady Picks is 100% free. A Steady Picks membership gives you access to all of the Steady Picks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com. Sign up for free and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wage your welcome back into the show. It's been a good show. This has been a very good show. Talking about baseball, a little strategy, uh, what we're what we're on today. Really great, really great. As always, and I say this. Uh, I'm going to start saying this every show because I love hearing from people that listen to the show. I love when they tweet at us and and. Uh, message us on Instagram and email us because um, it all gets sent to us from from those people when they uh, see the, somebody talking about wake up and wager they send it our way for us to see and uh, it's always you know it always makes me happy so uh, Instagram at steady picks Twitter at get steady picks and then of course support at steadypicks.com if you have something to share there and we got a lot of emails, is. Tom, real quick. Yeah, a lot yeah. of emails about the unit stuff that we discussed yesterday. Did we? Uh, I know. Yeah, we did. One in particular that really, a uh, really great question that someone sent in. I know we don't have much time today, so if we can't get to it no, now, let's get it. maybe. Let's get it. <clears throat> okay. So in general, there was just a lot of questions regarding units and what do we recommend putting in your bank account and things like that. But obviously, a lot of these questions are to not stuff we can answer it's more what your budget allows for but this question in particular tom i'm just going to read it to you um i saw that you recommend that we use one percent of our bankroll per unit but say we start with six hundred dollars that would be six dollars per game and that's not really winning much for the entire season i saw one of the top guys the hammer went 56% and won plus 13 units on the season, but that's only winning $13 on the season. His math's a little wrong here, but I, I get what he's saying. But it would still um, be only like 80 bucks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He said, I'm looking to make an extra $150 to $200 a week if possible uh, with a bankroll of 600 
what would you recommend? So, Ricky, this was the perfect question to receive. And this is a question that not a lot of people will ask because it's one of those, like, I know everything. I'm not asking this question. Um, so I appreciate whoever sent this in very, very much. Uh, this is that's the first time I'm hearing that. So that's awesome. But this is a question that not a lot of people are going to ask because you just, you know, it's taboo. Again, it's kind of the taboo thing. Um, where do you even start with that? So you, again, you don't have to do 1% of your bankroll is a unit. You can do up to 5% if you want to be a little more risky. If it's money that you have to lose and you're, it's not, you know, if you have money, if, if it's yours to lose, do the 5%. Up to 5%, I should say. Yeah, so to, to unpack there for a second. So the 1%, maybe, I guess in the show yesterday, we might have uh, mentioned that 1%, but... Typically, they say it's actually closer to that three to five percent. Um, depending, I guess it's again depending. It's, just, you it's know, what you want. Whose it's opinion you're want. taking? Yeah, um, but it's safe to say, Tom, one to five percent is the correct unit amount. Yes, nothing else besides somewhere in there. Okay. And so, say if he was betting five um, percent, if he upgraded to five percent, now he's betting thirty dollars a game. So, you know, it can... And 30, 30 times 13, real quick, Tom, would be $390. So to answer, so right there, if this individual had that $600 bankroll, they're, they're playing $30 units, and they had, which they use in the example for Big John, a 13-unit you know, month or whatever, you would hit your mark there at the 390 if you're looking to make 150 to 200 no, that was it was thirteen units for an entire season of something. Oh, he said week. But he was looking to make one fifty to two hundred a week. And we only made thirteen units on the entire that's what I'm saying. It's a question that yeah, not a yeah. lot of people will ask because the 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 easy the short and sweet answer is it's not possible. You have a false um it's not a correct image of what this really is. Right. And it's not even that it's not possible. It's that it's not sustainable, even if it happened once. You know, it's not something you can bank on week in and week out. Well, I'll even back up. It's not possible with that bankroll. If you had a, a $10,000 bankroll, yeah, you're going to make you're gonna make 150 200 a lot of weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's all relative. Right. And that's the thing with units in general, why it's hard to kind of answer and pinpoint the exact dollar amounts because everyone's dealing with a completely different bankroll. But the bigger the bankroll, obviously, the bigger 3% gets, and you can start to, you know, win a lot more, but also lose a lot more on the bad week. So, again, with $600 bankroll, probably not um, a realistic expectation um, not to... Not to make you sad there, but um, it's probably not. It's probably not. But hey, and Tom, yeah. honesty and transparency, my man. This is what this is what he really needs to know. Is that you're given the answer that 
not that he wants to hear, but this is the truth that yeah. it's it's a false expectation to be able to make one hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars a week with a six hundred dollar bankroll. It's not straightforward. Possible. Just it's just not possible. You're not gonna do it. Again, five percent, three percent, somewhere in there. And Ricky, you think some of the best weeks we've ever had, or maybe you know, I don't even know, three, three, four, five unit positive weeks. Like we don't the way that we structure this, and especially the way that I, I mean, you want to set yourself up to be good, but you're really trying to set yourself up not to get just destroyed. I know that sounds very pessimistic, that, but that's the truth. No, no, Tom, you, you're hitting it on the head. And I think that's one of the reasons that I don't know if people have picked onto this, but one of the biggest values of the steady pick system plays particular is that whole system is built around generating a profit, you know, and making sure that you don't have, cause I want everyone to think about some of your worst days ever with steady picks. When the sky has fallen off, we don't have, five unit, 10 unit losing days. Our worst day ever is like the other day when we missed three baseball picks or whatever, mm -hmm. the system. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta look at it too. Like I see a lot of services out there that tend to have those bigger unit weeks. Like maybe they have a 10 to 12 unit week, but they also have weeks where they lose like 25 units and, they just and stuff. Don't and if, if we lost 25 units, Tom, in a week, like I would assume we just down. ruined lives. Like that's not okay, you know? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So and you're just remember that's the point of there's no need to play several unit games really. I mean, one unit is just your bet. Like you don't need to bet five units, you know, or ten units or twenty units. You really don't need to. Yeah, and I'm all right with a little two to three unit play. You know, if you love a game, like, and I'm saying, if you love a game and want to double your bet, triple your bet, but to times 10, times 20 it, like some of these services will tell you. You don't love it that much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, neither here nor there. Thanks for sharing that, Ricky. I thought that was a good question and uh, really enjoyed that. I hope, hope he hears this and thinks that uh, it was helpful or positive in some way. Let me get to the tennis plays, and then we are getting out of here. Love it. I have got uh, three tennis plays today. I'm betting on three of the four matches um, that, 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 that we have here. So the only one I'm not betting is uh, Jill Teichman at plus 180 would have been my play against Benchik. Um we're not playing that. I just don't think Teichman's numbers on the spreadsheet are good enough to to really do that. And I'm not betting minus two thirty. So that means we took um Krejcikova yet again, Barbara Krejcikova against Ash Barty, and that's gonna be a tall, tall task. Um but some of my numbers actually suggested that maybe Ash Barty doesn't play as well um, against good opponents, very good opponents. Um, so that was kind of the numbers I was digging around with um, today, and that's what I found to be worth value. I had this at a plus um, 200, so plus 230, good price on that. We'll take it. 
Uh, then we got Kvetova against Angelique Kerber. Minus 162 on that one. Uh, Kvitova, again, we've been on her a lot of this tournament. Really solid hardcourt numbers. Her serve numbers are just spectacular, uh, which which has to make you happy when you look at this stuff. Um, Like her percentage of serves won is strong, really strong. Um, So we like that play as well. Minus 160. Uh, what number did I get? Ah, uh, you know, I got a really bad number on that. I actually got a minus 175. Um, and over at Parks, I can get a minus 162. So shame on me. I didn't shop that one around enough. Uh, one question for you, Tom, with mm-hmm. tennis. Do you take a lot of stake into the line movements the same way you would in another sport? Like if you see someone steaming toward a match, you know, the line moving... Uh, or, or do you look at the public money? Like, what are some of the things you look at aside from just like who's good on clay and whatever, all those different things? Um, I will look at the line movement, but you know, the money split, no, never, never, ever, hmm. because there's just not enough people betting women's tennis to, to really. Now, the line movement is still meaningful because, uh, you know, I think there can be. And that's part of the reason I've, I really liked betting tennis is because I do believe you can have a lot of sharp action on women's tennis and the lines can often be wrong, like just dead wrong like they used to be. Like the books back in the day, like they would post bad numbers that if you knew what you were looking for, excuse me, you could take advantage of that. Like in baseball, they'd post some like horrendous number. And if you had your own numbers and have been following along, you'd say, that's a terrible number. I'm betting it. And you win a lot of times. Similar thing. The legalization, Tom, of sports betting is, is getting rid of that. It's not even that. It's the, it's, I guess it is sort of that, but it's, it's these, uh, all the books just follow each other, right? I don't even want to get into this right now. We'll save this for next week, but they all follow each other. So nobody's making their own lines anymore. None of these books are making their own lines. They take the one offshore and then they all, you know, one of them posts it and then the next one follows, the next one follows, and it just trickles down. DraftKings sees it, they take it. Fandle sees it, they take it. Parks seems to have good numbers. They get their numbers from somewhere different, guaranteed, because their numbers are always different. Same with FanDuel. FanDuel is always too. an outlier. But a lot of the books, they just copy each other. And they're off a few cents, whatever. But for the most part, uh, they copy each other. I'll give you a good example of this. The Remember the women's, the WNBA All-Star game this this in 2021? Yeah. They posted, one of the books posted a uh, over-under of one, I was like 190-something. The person or the, the computer or the group of people that posted that number didn't realize that the WNBA All-Star game had changed structures. So they went from like, you know, East versus West and they switched it to like um, older stars versus like the younger players in the league. So it was like a totally right. different format, right? And they posted this right. number like they were looking at a normal East versus West WNBA game. 
every single book posted the wrong number. Nobody caught it because they just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste all the way down the list. Not a single book caught it. They all posted like 195. And then the one book, I forget which in particular, and it's not about which, it's not about picking on any of them. One of them noticed. So they lowered the line by like 40 points. It was the biggest line move, pre-flop line move of all time. Gets lowered like literally 40 points, and then every book just goes behind and follows 40, 40, 40, 40, all the way down the board. It was the most ridiculous thing and it made so many people very angry because for the exact reason I just explained. They're not making these lines anymore. They're just copying from everywhere else. That's wild, Tom. That's that's interesting. Um, I wonder how many people truthfully caught that and bet on the WNBA All-Star game because like you said, that's kind of when these mistakes, I guess, can, can happen and go unnoticed is when it's on events that very few people are betting, but that that's really interesting, Tom. It's a great story. <laughs> and to think it happened just, you know, a few months ago is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's why uh, I don't remember what your question was initially, but um, my I was just asking about like the line movements and stuff in tennis. And oh. if you, you value that the same as you do in other sports, but so I'll look at uh, it, but it's more numbers based. I'm just looking for my numbers that I've kind of have made here to be, I'm just looking for a bit of a discrepancy. All right. All if right. I've got somebody playing a lot better recently or uh, serve, receive on the surface, somebody that's playing well and is good based on their ranking on a bunch of different stats. I can often find dogs that are a good spot. Love it. Let's keep the tennis rolling then, Tom. The records are official now, so... I know. I think that the way that was listed, that might have put me down to negative. Hopefully not. Uh, everybody check the site later for all the plays and have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>